You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Kia ora everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Ice House podcast. I am Briar, the community manager at the Ice House, and today I have Gary Coe with me. He is the executive director of RCR Infrastructure, and he's been on our owner manager program 60 uh, program. It was amazing to have him part of it, and so now he is part of the alumni community. So welcome Gary to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Brian. Um, yes, my name is Gary Cole, and um, yeah, she's right. I did the owner management program number 60, and I'm currently holding a role as executive director of RCR Infrastructure Limited, which actually um, got a few companies below it. And one of the exciting part is RCR Green, and we are building a solar farm at the moment. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what I'm passionate about at the moment. Awesome. Very cool. And what about a day in the life, Gary? What does a day in the life of Gary look like? I, I guess, yeah, I wake up every day in the morning, Um, you know, just learn from OMP60 to do a quick uh, mediation to clear right. my mind out. Um, every two days, I would have done my um, last meal course. It could be body compared to some um, high RPM or core. That's how I start my day. And it's definitely some learning from the OMP and then just get into it. As a leader of 150 people business, having eight branches over the country, servicing and maintaining key infrastructure of the country, I would say my life is hectic. Because as Inoma said, as the executive director, you know, we are the top end of the triangle mm. on the sense of responsibility, not yeah. on the sense of return. So therefore, mm. what happened in company come to you? Good, bad, or nightmare, I would say, <laughs> all comes to you. So um, wow. yeah, I would say 30% of my time is strategy. 30% of my time with operation on a new business because I'm very lucky to have some good business partner and some senior member in my business and a very good chairman that will help me to do the um, run the operation. So free me up on my time to do things that I'm passionate about. And 30% of my time is, you know, building this new business venture called RCL Green, which is actually a solar farm development business. Wow. That's so cool to hear how your week and your day is sort of split between the businesses that you do and and yes the fact that you are the, at the top um, when it comes to a sense of responsibility what's your sense of purpose that goes with that Gary? Yeah um, I'm very lucky when I was young I read a book called um, uh, The Winner's Bible and very young in my life I written down my life goal which wow. actually back in my younger days it's quite easy I just want to see the world but um, then I do have my daughter, and my daughter is doing quite well in academically. And we start to think about, you know, what I should teach her. I teach her to be an accountant, a doctor, you know, like all the Chinese parents will be, or I'm going to buy her a takeaway. But it was like, just happened. I'm lucky enough to have my parents to set me up nicely um, as a chartered accountant and a business owner. I, I actually teach my daughter you know what, I don't have a goal for you to be an accountant, doctor, or what, architect, or, you know, engineer. 
You just need to make the world a better place. Wow. And in the last few years, I keep telling my daughter, and actually I tell myself too, <laughs> instead of just my career, obviously I'm career driven. If not, I wouldn't make where I am. But now I got the ability and the platform. Thank you for my chairman, John Chow, and the business um, colleague that I'm working with. I do have this platform. I'm mm-hmm. thinking how to make the world a better place. Two years ago um, in COVID, ASEAN Infrastructure was one of the C4 defense company that um, the government makes sure that we are opened. And ASEAN Infrastructure do service a lot of key infrastructure businesses in New Zealand from factory to um, to chain store that provide you know, what we day-to-day needs to the country. They come to us, they want to make New Zealand a more sustainable place. One of the business we serve, they use 0.5% of New Zealand power and they would like to reduce it and also how to make their power more sustainable and green. Therefore, two years ago, we started this project. At that time, we just called it Future Engineering. We choose four things that we are working on as an engineer company. The first one is sustainability. Second one is robot and AI. Third one is data center. And the fourth one is um, low emission HVAC system. And uh, as you can see, we got ASEAN Green and DataGuard in our company portfolio now. RCR Green is a solar farm developer and um, DataGuard is actually a data center service business. And um, that's actually why I can make a difference by using the platform mm. that I have, or I don't say I have, I would say unfortunately to given by my chairman and my colleague to have the guidance of a 138 years old company and I can transform it for a business that can sustain another 130 years at least. Wow. That, that is so cool. And I love that story that you shared about your daughter, you know, saying to your daughter, just do something that makes the world a better place. And then realizing that that could be your sense of purpose too. That's really powerful, Gary. So thank you for sharing that. So yeah, you've you've told us a little bit, but share a little bit um about about the current business, um and where it's heading. Yes, our infrastructure was actually um what I call RCL. It actually started by three brothers. If my memory is not wrong, it's Robert, Clint, and Rob. Hundred and twenty eight years ago in nineteen oh sorry eighteen seventy eight. I think wow. that's the number. Um. And and it was bought by a business called Tomlinson Brother, become RCL Tomlinson. And time flies it, to twenty nineteen. They were already a humongous business in Australia, Asia. They got offices in Malaysia, Hong Kong. Um, I think they got business in Indonesia as well. But the main main size still Australia and New Zealand. It turned around about $2 billion, but very unfortunately, like all the big company, it got it times. And it didn't pass through the test of um, 2019. Um, they went into voluntary administration and mm. just happened I was the finance manager of their New Zealand infrastructure arms. 
And I'm so passionate about the business that I really want to do something about it. And thank you for um, a person called Kiran Patel, who works for um, Macau Nickel, which is the administrator. He encouraged me to initial a uh, um, record MPO, a management buyout. And I did as a finance, I'm a charter accountant, by the way, as a finance background, I put together a brochure and I go out to the investor community and find an investor to back us up. And I'm very fortunately to have the support of Stonewood, which headed by a, you know, one of the best entrepreneurs in the country, uh, also one of the rich listers, um, John Chow. And um, yeah, he support us and we co-own the company till today. As I already mentioned that earlier, um, in the last five years, we acquired um, two businesses and also starting one together. And today we got um, 150 people, eight branches, four businesses. Very and good. servicing 7,000 sites in New Zealand. And one of the best thing we do is because um, we got a younger leadership team, we put in the state of the art, um, we call it job allocation system. And that's also makes make us win a lot of contract. We can allocate technicians. It could be subcontractor or direct employee everywhere in the country within two hours from the south to the north. Very cool. Wow, that's amazing scale. Thank you for sharing that. And very cool to hear that you went ahead with the management buyout and decided that was something that you wanted to get involved with. You've obviously had quite a lot of experience. What's a piece of advice that you'd give yourself knowing what you know now? I would say being more being more honest. Mm. I mean, to yourself. I mean, a lot of people are not being honest to yourself. Human nature is quite emotion disregard how sensible you are you either undersell yourself you oversell yourself and i'm very fortunate to have very good leader like john himself and even um, my previous day got some good cfo um a person called simon mckerney or even previous to that um St- andrew stephen who used to be a president of um, infrastructure new zealand they all taught me a best leader should have self-awareness I mean, it's pretty hard though. There's no fine line of being a full, a good assessment of self. But I think always checking out yourself, which level you really are, is the piece of advice I give myself. Very good advice. That's very cool. And yeah, just being honest with ourselves, eh? it's a good reminder. Gary, is there something you are proud you have achieved this year in 2023? Yes, I do actually. Um. Yeah, if any um, listener could um, add me in my LinkedIn, you see that um, John Chow, my chairman, posted a post. And um, that the only business post that I share in my own personal social media, we are starting our first solar farm in yes. um, Esperton. Yeah, it's not a big one. It's only um, only six megawatt, but it is fully funded and it will be built. Wow. And what a start as well to the next arm of the business. That is very exciting to hear. And obviously we'll come with more growth and excitement in the new year. Well, I'd love to hear what what has been a challenge within business this year and how have you overcome that challenge? This year is a, is a particular 
different year. We start yeah. of the year with, you know, we come up with COVID. We do not have enough workforce to at the end of the year because of the hike of the interest rate, the market become, um, I would say quite gloomy, gloomy, especially in the um construction side of our business. Mm. But on the other hand, because of our new venture on sustainability business, we put ourselves in a total different lead to our competitors and to our our peers. Yeah. We are we are not affected by the challenge, but fully aware of what's happening in the market. From we cannot get any fully qualified electrician in the start of the year to at the end of the year, one position got 70 applications. Wow. Yeah, I think it's the challenge is very different. Mm. I think the challenges of nowadays is that the world changing very fast. It's much faster than it was compared to, you know, 25 years ago I started my career. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. And love that you're just going with the ebbs and flows, you know, going with the challenges, with the highs and the lows and working through them. Um, I want to change gears a bit and hear a little bit about your Ice House experience. So, Gary, how, how did you first hear of the Ice House? How did you connect with the Ice House? Um, I come across with Ice House because I'm always fully engaged on the news of the innovation. Um, I used to work for um, Compass Sorting Equipment. It's one of the major um, high-tech award company in New Zealand. Mm. At that time, I already know about Ice House Venture. I never know about Ice House, you know, the OMP part of the business, but um, I always know about Ice House from the investment to um, Rocket Lab to I think it's Orion um, Healthcare. I always keep my eyes on it. And um, yeah, so um, time flies to two years ago. I'm personally very struggling with my own leadership skills. Think about this, I'm only a, an accountant and was given the was given the privilege to co-own a 150 people business. I personally feel that I am not fully equipped you know, with the skills to run yeah. a big organization. At that time, um, there was a phone call from Ice House, which is um eventually lead me to Anthony Gold. And then um and then he invited me to Ice House. He he hasn't sell me a program or what, he just listened to, you know, my frustration, uh, hear my story, and then and then recommend to to Ice House, not the program itself, but you know, like all other services that Ice House have, from frank accounting to some advisory services. But then he also said to me, Gary, we got this OMP, and um, yeah, I think it's quite suitable for you to have a go. And I looked at the um brochure, it's some of the things that I never learned in my degree. Thing about this, um, I was only an accountant, I do, I do not have a formal training how to be a manager, I would say, or commercial manager. And um straight away I jump into it and I started my OMP sixty journey. Very cool. Did you have any hesitations before jumping on the program or were you like, okay, I'm all in I'm all into this? Actually I do because um at the end of the day, you know, like I haven't been studying since I got my qualification as a chartered accountant. It was nearly maybe 15 or 18 years 
Yeah, it was quite it was quite a challenge. Um yeah. thinking about that I need to go back to school, you know, go back behind this, mm-hmm. looking at a whiteboard or blackboard <laughs> or projectors, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a it's a, it's it's quite a bit of a challenge. And how did you find it then? You know, going in with those hesitations, um, what was the actual experience like for you? The the experience the experience is I would say it's awesome. I recommend um a lot of my peer, especially from the Asian businessman community. Right. To top part to take part to take part. Mm, oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Were there any key takeaways that you took from the program that you've actually implemented into the business? Yes, yes, I definitely do. Um, I I think the the best recommendation is from my chairman John. He did ask me, you know, what's your takeaway? I think you can definitely see it. It's the confidence that I walk out mm. after six months of training from OMP. I a lot of the skill set um OMP taught. You probably will come across from YouTube or come across in some book you read, but not in a sense of systematic approach um, from the OMP program. And I was very fortunately that um, I got some very good tutor from the OMP, like Dow and Depp. Mm, yes, they're amazing. And, yeah, they're amazing. And, you know, if when you put a program scientifically and how to apply it, it's quite different to, you know, the principle. Yeah. And I think what the best thing that OMP does is not only about the hard skills, but about the soft skills as well. I think the best one they say is, it's all about yourself. You know, all along we've been taught as a leader is about your people, right? But Mm -hmm. in OMP, obviously as a leader, we still need to look after our people. But at the end of the day, you still need to look after yourself. Yeah. Because it reminds myself, you're the owner. You're the owner managers. You're the paramount, you know, of the leadership position. If you're not strong, you, I mean, not strong outward, but strong inside. You don't have your strength internally. How are you be the pillars of your peer, of your investor and your client and other stakeholder? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. It's good to hear. Soft and hard skills, very important. What has the program OMP, Owner Manager Program, what has that unlocked for you when it comes to community? In the Owner Management Program, I come across a wise, um, a wide, a wide, um, a wider business owner. It could be a recruitment company that you know up and coming to another business with three generations of ownerships mm. and also from the whole country as well. And you know that because because of our background in construction infrastructure, we open up to, you know, so different business from IT to technology to farmers. Yeah, yeah I ju- I'll just say that just open up a big and strong support network. And the... And the OMP is set up of three days in depth, you know, like connection, like we're living together for three days, we run together in the morning. And till today, we got a very strong network from the OMP 60. Right. Yeah, that's so cool. And I heard you guys had a reunion recently. Is that right? Yeah, which what a shame that I just happened that I'm in overseas that I couldn't join, but it was, um, yeah, I got some pictures. Everyone fly down to Blenheim. Yeah. And um yeah, have a good time. 
Yeah, cool. And um, you've been coming along to some of our alumni events. Um, how has that helped? Have you enjoyed those events? What's that yes, been like for you? Yes, I do. And um, I took my chairman along as well. And um, yeah, he he definitely enjoyed it. And he, he definitely agreed that there's quite a bit of takeaway that we can get out from it. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very cool. I'd love to hear, Gary, as we round up this conversation, what is a personal and also professional goal that you have uh, that you're working towards maybe in the new year? Um, definitely. Um, yeah, I think I think this, this actually, this is the, yeah, the second person, actually the third person asked me the same question today. I think <laughs> today. as a leader, yeah, today as a leader of business, your chairman, your, um, your call, they will all ask you, you know, what are we working on next year? Yeah. And for me, it's quite simple, right? We are building our first solar farm. Although we may not be the first in the country, but we're probably number two or number three. And actually, it's still a big, it's a big learning curve. Think about this in New Zealand, the solar investment is less than 3% of our total power productions. Mm. It's still a long road to go. And you like it or not, only 25% of our energy you say are sustainable. Mm. A lot of people say, yes, our electricity are 80% sustainable, but we still heavily depends on oil and gas after all the years of hard work. Yeah. And think about this. Imagine one day, none of us need to go to the gas station. No houses need to use the blue fire, but all on clean and green electricity from the sun. Amazing. That's what we want to do. And we are starting it and we started. Wow. I can tell you're so excited by that vision for the company, for the ability to change the world, right back to when we were talking at the start of the conversation around what is your purpose? You know, what can you be demonstrating to the legacy, you know, leaving a legacy, demonstrating to the generation under you and your daughter. So yeah, very cool to hear Gary and excited to be part of that journey and to see the business unfold in 2024. So we're wishing you all the best. Thank you so much for being on the Ice House podcast and sharing a little bit about your story.